0: BoogieNet Radio has partnered with one of the largest travel booking engines in the world to offer savings of 15 to 30% or even more. I give you the opportunity to go look at their hotel fees and take advantage of their cost savings. Please go to www.bestradiotravel.com. Dot com. Check them out. I think you'll be pleased.
1: Welcome to Second Win with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach and motivational speaker. Who has a passion for helping women who need a second win. She is the author of the Amazon bestseller, Effortless Happiness, How to Find Your Voice and Finally Ask for What You Really Want. She studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, and is a fully certified coach in his program. Also, she has served as an assistant in his training programs. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted thousands of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guests will help you to get your second wind. Now here's your host, Joyce Buford.
0: Good morning! Oh, I'm so excited that you're here today because you know what's happening. The year is coming to an end and we get to start, start thinking about our new year. Now we still have a a few weeks, so we can't get too anxious, but it is the time of planning. It's a time for us to look at the, the past year, kind of see what we want to do to clean up our life, kind of decide how we can create the life that we really had dreamed we would be living, because we may be on the way, but we're not quite there yet. That's my story. I'm on the way. But I'm not always at the destination. So, anyway, I do something in the first of the year that I love to do. And it's called creating, I do vision board workshops because vision, changing our vision and visioning our dream can become a reality if you put into practice those things that we really want in our life. We have a a procedure that we go through of always putting them. The vision board, let me say that because I want to go back. I think I've stepped something, jumped over something. But the vision board is made up of visions from your dream life and words that go on like a bulletin board, a poster board. It's a visual, visual reminder of what we really want our life to look like. So it could be, for some people, a new car. It could be a new house. It could be a relationship. It could be money. So many things we dream about, and yet we are totally unaware that we do have a tool, such as the vision board, to Take us to our dreams. Now, all about how that comes about and the use of energy in our environment is totally explained in all my vision board workshops. And so I really invite you to think about coming if you're in our area of Tyler, Texas, or if you're interested in having an online vision course that I could give then please let me know by going to JoyceBufordEmpowers.com. Leave me a message on my website, and you know what? I'll make it happen. So I so appreciate that you're here today because this is one of my buddies, one of my dear friends, and she's just given me the greatest Christmas gift by saying, yes, I'll be on your podcast. So her name is Michelle, Michelle Hammonds, and she is a certified performance coach, which she's going to explain to us what that is. She has many multiple disciplines back in her background, working as an entrepreneur and a corporate leader. Her career spans professional photography, art, informational technology, which I so love that she can help me, and leadership. She enjoys developing ideas, processes, and that, listen, she's got the technology down. Let me tell you, she's, she's mastered that. Michelle utilizes a variety of creative solutions to help you gain clarity on your personal vision, provide you with a strategy to reach your goals and drive the commitment to stick. To that strategy. This is her coaching that she does. A valuable coach to have in your pocket to help you achieve your life. Now on the softer side of Michelle, she loves being in nature, especially tropical climates. Going to the lake, camping, and taking in the beauty of land through the lens of photography are some of her favorite hobbies. She is married, And she lives in Oklahoma, right? Did I get that right?
2: Yeah.
0: So anyway, welcome, dear friend. I'm so excited that you're here today. Well, Merry Christmas to you.
2: I know we're here, and I can't believe it. It's at the end of 2019. We're uh, barreling down the, the runway here to close it out. And I'm a, it's, I'm honored to be here and grateful for our friendship and our connection. And I know, as, as I count many of the blessings in my life this year, you're one of them, Joyce. And thank you for your friendship this year. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, you know, somebody brought to my attention that, just added levity, levity to the my thoughts about this new year. We're also ending a. We're moving into 2020, so we're we're moving into another. What do I want to say? Uh, um, uh, decade? century, century, right? Yeah, decade. We're moving into a new decade. decade. Yeah. So, I mean, doesn't that put a little bit more, I mean, don't you think a little bit more about that, how important this is? As life keeps moving forward, here we're into a big new thing. We're starting another 10-year, and what will we have after our 10 years? That's, to me, I mean, when she said this, I was on a webinar yesterday, and when she said that, I just went, oh, my goodness, that's big. It is big, yes. Yeah. So, anyway, Michelle, you and I have, I have attended some courses together and we've grown together and, and we met at Brendan Bouchard's. And, and so I know what was the thing that affected you and, and pushed you in this direction because you used to be in corporate America and you were head of technology and, um, and then you made a change. And so yeah, that's what that change was and why it came about.
2: So thank you for asking. Uh, this is a, a transition is always something that can create uncertainty, right? Fear of the unknown. And uh, so my plan was pretty intentional, but I will tell you that uh, I let, I'm somebody who navigates through life kind of taking the journey with the stream. And mm-hmm. but this one was a more intentional change in that, uh, for me, as as you mentioned, I spent 15 years being a professional photographer, and I've always had a career in corporate information technology. So mm-hmm. a lot of people, um, for, for if you're not an IT person, it's a very creative uh, genre of work because um, you're always mm-hmm. creating software or developing some tool or trick to help all of you with your technology needs. Mm-hmm. And we use it every day, right? But for mm-hmm. me, what really started to rise up is uh, as I was – A leader over many, many employees and um, other resources that supported us, I started to see that uh, there was a need to help people really unlock their full potential. Mm. And the, the number one thing we hear today is that, you know, the dreaded go to work on Mondays. Um, Monday morning at 9 a.m. is the most searched time for a new job because we've spent the whole weekend building up for what's to come, right, that we're not enjoying and fully living into our strengths perhaps. And so for me, I recognize that I love this mix of creativity, and my toolbox is pretty broad in helping and serving others with all the different things I've done in my life. But it really came down to um, when I got remarried uh, in 2015 – At that time, I made the decision to close my photography business for a lot of different reasons. One was because I I had this bigger aspiration to have a laptop lifestyle. And if Mm -hmm. you have to take pictures of people, you have to be in front of them. And so that made it a little more challenging. Right. And so uh, someone kind of planted a seed, a coach actually, that I was working with. Mm -hmm. She said, well, what if you became a coach? And I'm like –
0: what would I coach people on? You know, what would I do? And I wasn't really thinking. You in the have many talents. Oh my gosh. Isn't that the most <laughs> human part of us? Well, what would I do? <laughs> right. What would I have to offer? And so I just want to, you know, for those of your listeners
2: out there, this is a normal reaction that our our uh, our own internal mindset starts to challenge when we start to think about something new. But anyway, this seed got planted and I was. I started to circulate and percolate on that idea, and I didn't really know much about coaching. And really, now that I've learned so much about it years later, um, I guess it's been almost five years now. It's crazy. Uh, there's so many different kinds of coaches for different kinds of things, right? There's health yes. coaches. There's high-performance coaches, which what I happen to be. There's yes. business coaches. There's all these realms of coaching, and it makes so much sense because I always bring it back to – Um, You know, we help our kids, right? We get them a soccer coach or they're on the soccer team or the gymnastics team or whatever sport they might. And that coach helps develop them. It helps nurture their teamwork. It helps nurture their skills to help them become a better player, a better person um, as they evolve through life. And that's really what happens in adult life, too. But we forget. And so I made this transition because I started to feel this restlessness inside that I wasn't living my full purpose, and I knew that I needed to create a different, get on a different runway, and get take off in a different plane to somewhere different.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and so destination um, unknown. <laughs>
2: right, it was a little bit unknown. I have to admit at that time. And so uh, you're right. I went. I attended an event called High Performance Academy, and in that moment of hearing about a, a coaching program. I connected all the dots for myself around what's important to me and what's made me successful up to this point in life and what is going to continue to drive that success. So things like clarity and energy and courage and influence and productivity, they all play a role in our daily lives. And so for me, it just was this like lightning bolt of uh, a resounding, yes, this is it. Uh And so I certified in that program and, and I've, transitioned out of my full-time corporate job, and I have been coaching full-time ever since. And what I would say is I remember thinking to myself, um, wow, I get to sit around and do a lot of reports, and and it's important work when you're in the context of corporate, but like worrying about IT budgets and budget cuts and layoffs and reorgs and all these things that we might have as part of our daily corporate life that's just Mm -hmm. ever uh, ever going right now, um, I knew that within me there was something more for me to go mm-hmm. for and mm-hmm. that I could serve people at a higher level by helping them see. And I did this for 15 years in the photography work that I did because I helped people see their outer beauty. And oh, that's through, that, nice. through that process of just working with someone, like you've all been to a family portrait session or a child portrait session that, or yeah. wedding maybe where, you know, there's a lot of work that goes on in that short window of time and not everyone cooperates, <laughs> you know, <in> that <laughs> moment. but here's what I heard. Can you make, can you use this side of me? Can you make my double chin go away? Can you make my <laughs> arms look less, less fat? Right? Can you, yeah. can you? It, and so there was all these requests in that moment of ourself, right? Uh-huh. And, and so what I really discovered is there was a huge connection between that image work I did with people. Because when I took pictures, we created an experience together that I felt like connected you to your soul and made a portrait of you. That was better in in that portrait than you look in real life. That was the goal, to bring out every aspect of your beautiful smile, your eyes, your hair, your face, your expression, all of that I wanted to bring into full realm in that window of working with someone. And that's Mm -hmm. what I do today, but we do the outer work and the inner work. And because we have so much within us that either fear holds us back or mm-hmm. um, we will be we won't take action because maybe we don't have enough courage, and so mm-hmm. all of these things played a role, and that's really how I got here
0: mm. yay, well, how does one decide or is it possible to really create that new life and think? I think there's an awful lot of thinking that has to go in. It's sort of like people forget. Okay, let me go, let me clarify here. Okay, so we have this job or we're thinking about a job. So many of my women that go through divorce may have worked, may not have worked, may need a different job, may need to learn more about a job. I mean, there's so many different women out there preparing for life. How feasible is it? to open our minds to possibilities of actually finding a job that, that fills us with joy. It's completely possible.
2: Now this is not absent of hard work though. (laughs) Oh (laughs) darn. And part of of that hard work points right back to you and having clarity about what is important and what you want to do. It's also about owning your mindset. And so I, and, and, This doesn't always have to be a transition about a job. You mentioned several other transitions, like maybe someone that uh, starts a new relationship or ends one that needs to end or other things that might happen in life that are pretty significant. Mm -hmm. But really, it all comes down to clarity. And one is it starts with your own personal belief in yourself, Mm -hmm. Do you believe mm-hmm. it's possible? Because here's what I always like to, to share is that every, every thought, every idea starts in our mind. And if we can't physically <clears throat> think about it in our mind, or, or excuse me, if we just can't have that thought leadership in our mind about it, then it's not going to be physically possible. Right? If you're already telling yourself you can't do something, then you won't be able to physically realize it because you've already told yourself from a mental perspective it's not possible. So that's why this mindset piece and uh, owning our thoughts and our thinking is so critical to every area of life because – and I use this example. Even when we are feeling bad, like we might have the flu or have a cold or something like that, in our mind we can still own, I'm healthy, I'm vibrant, I'm alive, I'm energetic Mm – (laughs) <laughs> whether we feel that way physically or not. And it's the power of our mind that helps set us on that course. And I know through the work you've done with that that's a big part of it, right? Our mindset mm-hmm. that we hold.
1: So mm-hmm. first of
2: all, we got to start, before we ever go out in the world and knock on any doors and see which job might be right for us, we got to believe in our own mindset that that thing that we're searching for is out there, it's real, and it's
0: possible. Mm-hmm. So I really, in, in I think that's one of the, major things that we're confronted with even before go out and find the job or find the partner is the self-work that needs to be done because of early programming as children and, you know, who we live with. So do you, how do you address that in your coaching to help women or or you work with both men and women in your business, but how do you address those? Because they've got them too. Men have them too, ladies, not just us. Um, But how do you help them transition or move on the mindset changes?
2: So here's the thing is that it it sounds so simple when I say this, (laughs) but it's really what we choose, right? It's what we choose. Right, And that sounds very simple. Like you can choose to have a different outcome, it, but you have mm-hmm. to believe that you can choose that. And so we might have conditionings of our past, conditionings about money mindsets, conditioning about the glass ceiling because we're a woman and how much money we might be able to earn or what our skills and talents we can actually earn in the marketplace of whatever we're going to mm-hmm. do. Uh, mm-hmm. We might hold mindsets about um, – our relationships have all been catastrophic, so this one's going to be catastrophic too, right? Those are conditions mm-hmm. that show up um, mm-hmm. if we don't get a handle on our thinking. And it, right. there's a discipline of thinking that you have to um, start to practice and build routines and habits. So I it starts with dispelling the fears is where it starts. So we have to identify what's holding you back. Where are you stuck Right. And sometimes it will be the simplest things. I'm, I'm, and, and if you're out there listening, I would say, what is, write, get a piece of paper right now. Write down, what's holding you back? Some people will say, the common things I hear is, well, I don't have enough resources or money to do that thing, to build right. those skills or to buy the car that needs to get me to work or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So we've got to work through it because – In reality, there's plenty of resources in the world. Maybe you perhaps haven't accessed them yet or you haven't found the path to access them yet. And so once we can identify that that goal or that thought can be worked through and challenged and that there's a way through it, then we can start to get to the other side, which is the freedom to make the the choices we want to make. And we no longer remain caged in our thinking or comfortable in our thinking. Yeah. Sometimes we stay comfortable because the process of going through change might be too hard. And a lot of people might stay in a relationship that's not healthy because they're comfortable with the condition of that relationship. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So when we're facing really major decisions like changing our life, how how do you – I mean, it's easy to say change your mind, but it's kind of tough. So are there – Practices that you had them do to help them. I mean, I like the listing of the fears that we all have. And, um, but sometimes people would say, well, I I don't, I'm not really afraid of anything. And yet there's a whole list of things that stop them from moving. So, you know, how do you break through that? Or open the doors to allow somebody to really search in their soul. Oh, I love this question, Joyce,
2: because it's so powerful. So it's not always big, scary fear, right? Fear, oh, yeah. I won't be able to make it on my own. Fear, I won't have the money for that, or I won't be able to get approved for something. Okay, it's not always right. that big level of, of scary fear. It uh-huh. also shows up as internal defiance, resistance, resistance. My favorite Uh that comes up, procrastination, (laughs) and those are kind of lower grade levels of fear that hold us in a comfort zone or hold us in a cage zone that keep us from progressing and doing our best. And that's Uh. one of the principles that we teach in high performance is Mm. while it might not be a catastrophic problem that's holding you back, um, it may be that you're just simply stuck in your comfort zone. And oh, so we got to yeah. we got to dig a little deeper to go. Well, what's what's the what comes up for you if we say, well, what if we move you from here to there? What are what are mm. the obstacles? What are the challenges? And again, just keep exposing um, what the next steps are to get you from point A to point B. And mm. this is such an important thing because sometimes it's the simplest things that hold us up. Right. Like for example, yesterday I was talking to someone about when they're going to launch uh, and really start serving the clients that they want to serve. And when it got down to it, the thing that was holding them back was getting an insurance policy in place, (laughs) for example. And so it was something unrelated to what you might think it was. And and often that's illustrated, like when we want to get more organized and declutter so we can get clear, then maybe we need the right resources, the boxes or the file folders to get through that path so that we can get to the clarity. And, yeah. and so often it's something that might be unrelated. So if, if that's you, and, and as you're thinking about this, as you're listening to us uh, kind of talk about it, just know that sometimes it is something unrelated to what the actual goal is that might be holding you back.
0: So, so whatever comes you said- up,
2: listen to that.
0: Yeah. So when you say this client was ready to launch, what, what does that mean? They were ready to start their business or they were yeah, ready? They
2: were, I'm saying this launch. for
0: the people that are, are not familiar with launch.
2: Oh, yes. Okay. So this yeah. is somebody who has an uh, entrepreneurial ambition to launch a new business. And they've been working really hard on all the details, like getting things in order, you know, all the things that you might imagine that you have to do when you start a new business. But right. they've been kind of sluggish, right, getting out of the gate. Yeah. How it, yeah. And so but so as we started to go, okay, what's really holding you back? Right. It actually became something that just was a simple thing that could be followed up on pretty easily, and then it, that would give the permission to move forward. Right. That now they feel, they feel like they've got everything in good order. So, again, it's just those simple little things that can hold us back. So it might not be some big thing. Because even if you have financial struggles or those bigger things you need to take care of, you can still start taking action by identifying the very next step. And when I say that, I want you to think about, remember back in like maybe elementary or junior high when there was a balance beam in the gym and you had to take the next step on the balance beam? Yeah. You just have to take that one step. You don't have to go the whole distance in the next move. you just got to find out what the next thing is. And that's where most people get stuck is they either have gotten too focused on the bigger picture where it feels impossible or they can't Ah. get enough clarity to take the next step.
0: Right. Yes. That's so true. We kind of do go from start to finish, don't we? (laughs) And We skip all those steps that have to take place. Uh, Could be learning. Could be organizing. Could be finding funding. Could be – we just – take them in, in baby steps. Yes,
2: yes, no. and, and breaking it down and just keep breaking it down, right? Yes. So if it's too vague, and this is the other thing, is specificity is so important here when we're talking about this. Because mm-hmm. if I say, well, I need to go run errands to help mm-hmm. me go to the next step, that's not clear enough to get me to where I need to go. What errands do you need to run? What order do those need to be run in? What's going to be the most important of those things that's going to help you? Really breaking it down to where it's very clear and specific. And Mm -hmm. that's really the specificity of it is where most people, they can't move forward because they they aren't clear enough. They aren't specific enough of the exact Mm -hmm. date, the exact time, the exact step, or what needs to be executed as the next best move. And that's part of what holds us back, too.
0: Right. Well, that's where the coach comes in, because they can break that down for you. That's hard to do,
1: you know, if you're not
0: used to taking the baby steps. You just go from, you know, college success, you know, you don't have the steps and you're going to take this four years of college and then you're going to get this and do this and you're going to work with a coach.
2: Yes, and a coach that. can a coach can help you identify those things you can't see.
1: Absolutely, that, you, that might
2: where you might, and I hate to say this, but where we might make excuses, <laughs> right? That compl- what? But I can't. <laughs> but I can't do it this month because everything's so busy. Because there's so much going on with the holidays, and there's all, I can't get on my diet this month because there's so many temptations of all the holiday parties and gatherings, right? We yeah. we tell ourselves a lot of stories. And so what yeah. a coach can help you do is we kind of go in there and we ruffle up that story a little bit to really test it and see if it's true right. or not. Right. And challenge yeah. you forward in that moment. And you mentioned something earlier that I thought was really important as you talked about your vision board workshops. And if, for those of you who haven't worked with Joyce, I I would challenge you, make a plan to work with her on this. This is such an important thing she mentioned at the beginning of the call. Um, because when we can have vision – and there's a scripture that's my favorite foundational scripture in my business, which is where there's no vision, the people perish, and it's mm. Proverb twenty nine eighteen. And it's so true because when we're not clear, then we get restless, we get weary, we get unfocused, um, yeah. we get uncommitted, and I- it's that scripture is so foundational. To me, personally, Mm -hmm. that this vision thing that you're talking about with vision boards is so real and important. Mm -hmm. When we can see it with our eyes, there is so much more power in that coming into a real realm for us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. there's a difference between the vision. And I like to break this down, too, like when we talk about specificity. There's Mm -hmm. a difference when we have vision. Like you said, is it maybe a dream home or a dream car or a dream health state right? or a dreamy relationship? That's a vision. But then the dream is why we want that, right? Why is Mm -hmm. that important to us? Then we break it down further. Okay, what's our plan to get there? What's a goal that we can put around seeking a new relationship or getting those things that we
0: say are important? And then what's the plan? What are the steps? All right. The order of things. We're going to – okay, we'll come back and finish this. Sorry about that. Okay. Okay.
1: Joyce dot com or by calling
0: 903-287-0747. Tokinet Radio has partnered with one of the largest travel booking engines in the world to offer savings of 15 to 30 percent or more on hotel booking fees through our own web portal www.bestradiotravel.com. Discover the discount you can receive by going to bestradiotravel.com forward slash Joyce, J-O-Y-C-E, to see for yourself. This is a custom booking site for the listeners of my show through TogiNet Radio. We have negotiated special rates at over 650,000 hotels worldwide to save our customers money. Our members leverage our massive buying power to save thousands of dollars by booking with us. BestRadioTravel.com can beat the best prices offered by any other major travel booking website. Please go to bestradiotravel.com forward slash Joyce, sign up, and enjoy the discounts. This is bestradiotravel.com forward slash Joyce, J O I C E
1: Welcome back to this segment of Second Win. Joyce Buford, the author of Effortless Happiness, continues in this segment to share insights that will help you live a life of greater purpose and filled with happiness. Now here's our host, author, and coach, Joyce Buford.
0: As you know, we're talking with Michelle Hammonds, who is a high performance coach in her professional life, loves what she does, loves what she does. And so anyway, just before break, you remember we were talking about a vision board and the importance of having a vision. And so, Michelle, you had gone into that um, talking about the importance of having a vision and being able to see it. So can yes.
2: you expect on that? So for me, I'm a creative type, a crea- I have a lot of creativeness to me, and if I can't <laughs> physically capture what I, my vision is in a picture-like way, like so imagine it as a photograph or maybe a movie playing, then I simply will fall short of getting there. It has to be that clear for me. And <clears throat> this is where for others, when you're not clear on the vision, then we get restless and we get uh, uncommitted. And we can't see where we're going because it's not as clear as it should be. And so when we think about vision, um, we all have vision from our own perspective and our own life experiences help us shape what that vision is for us. So there's no right or wrong answers and there's no comparisons here either. Your vision for your life is your own. And that doesn't mean yeah. other people aren't integrated as part of it, but it just means just go for what you really feel your heart is calling you to do. And if mm-hmm. something's nudging at you, it's likely going to keep returning until you take action.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, it and, is. But you might the try vision to that it or push I find myself when I am not clear is that I go down what I call, having been raised in Arkansas, there's a little statement we called, you go down a rabbit hole. You know, you just keep making these little detours. And -hmm. if you have that vision board that kind of keeps of mind where you want to go and what you want to accomplish because you've really connected with this vision, you are not as likely to take the little detours and go down the little rabbit holes that are actually maybe fun at the time, but they are actually not building you nor taking you step by step to your goal. So, but the reason I love doing these is because I love seeing the results that people have. It's sort of like, oh my goodness, I can do this. It is so exciting to be at one. You know, you've done your yeah. own. Y'all do our vision boards. Even us, we must do our vision boards to help us continue. So, anyway, but one of the things that Michelle and I experienced together was identifying our stories, our personal stories that connect us with why we're doing what we're doing. Why is this our purpose in our life? And so, Michelle, you were very good about sharing that moment in your life that became your personal story of of transition why I do what I do. So would you share that with my audience?
2: Sure. So this uh, leads back to what we were talking about when I worked in the photography world. And yeah. what led me to that was uh, my mother was diagnosed with terminal cancer when she was 46. Or, sorry, mm-hmm. not 46. Mm-hmm. She was 49, 49. She's the wow. same age as I am now. So this is really an interesting year for me to reflect on this story. And, yeah. um, in that journey, at that time when she was 49, I was 32, and we were given six months It was the mm-hmm. diagnosis. Uh, she had liver cancer uh, and colon cancer. And so uh, that, as you can imagine, was a very shocking um, reality for all of us, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, yeah. the damage was done, right? There was nothing we could do. It was not re- reversible. Uh, she did... She did miraculously live five years uh, that we were gifted in that process. We got more than six months, so when I look back on that, it was really amazing. But in that moment um, where we were there in the final moment and we knew what was getting ready to happen, what became very profound to me was just how nano of a second the difference is between life and death. There's a very Mm. nano breath that happens, Mm -hmm. and one minute we're here and the next minute we are not here. We've expired. Mm-hmm. And um, that was such a – in that moment when that occurred for me, uh, witnessing that with her, it was such a huge shift. It was like all of a sudden that happened, and one second later I was like, hold on a second. Something's going to have to change. <laughs> <Yeah>. For <laughs> you. Change for, for you. me, For me, yes, yeah. because yeah. I was like, if, if I only have 20 years left to live – this isn't how I'm going to live my life. Uh Um, And that was just this resounding moment that came just a few seconds after her passing. Mm -hmm. And from that, a year later, I started my, you know, if we fast forward a year from there, I had started my own photography business. I was minus one corporate job and I Mm -hmm. was minus a husband. I made a Mm -hmm. lot of changes um, (laughs) through that process. And because I knew the this old, the overarching theme was: if this is if I only have this much time left, am I going to live intentionally? Am I doing it every day? Because see, we're gifted today; we're not guaranteed mm-hmm. today or tomorrow. It's gifted right. to us, and when we change that perspective, it changes everything about your life, and mm-hmm. it changed everything about my life. And but one of the things is is you ha- I had to recognize and embrace some pretty hard changes. And I recognized them pretty quickly, and I also dealt with them very uh, expeditiously because (laughs) I knew at this moment that time was ticking. And ever since that moment, I have felt that uh, on my life. Like I really try to live every day with great intention and really be mindful that if today is my day to check out, (laughs) have I lived the life I want to live? And have I showed up? the people I want to show up for and have I experienced the things I want to experience for myself mm. in mm-hmm. this life and am I good like, and I mm. would say that the answer for me is yes that I have really tried to do that but part of it right. is taking um, recognizing and embracing that change that comes with what you know you need to do but you might have delayed doing it because it might be hard
0: Right,
2: and that, that's right. some of it
0: why do you think I have to ask this Michelle why do you think we have – now, some people will go – many of us have gone through the death transition. And for some people, it's like there's a aha. Now, it could be other things that causes the the moment, that gives us the momentum to look at our lives in depth and say, it's not working or it is working. I'm wondering, how is it that some people seem to have those? Do we all have those? And some look past it? I don't know. This is a really an inner, deeper question, and there is no right answer. But I'd right. love to have your philosophy on this.
2: Well, I think most of us, as we journey through life, are going to have a combination of somewhere between, you know, four and six or seven defining moments. And That definitely was a defining moment for me. Um, you may uh-huh. have as you alluded to, Joyce, it might not be a death. It could be another kind of transition, right? Right. And maybe some something else that really got your attention. It's kind of those moments that you think of as a fork in the road that you got you've made the choice to either go this way or that way, and but something mm-hmm. big happened mm-hmm. <laughs> that caused you yeah. a huge shift in perspective. Mm-hmm. And so I think part of it is awareness. Reflecting mm-hmm. back, if if you had to write down the five or six moments that were big in your life up to this point, whether you're 15 or whether you're 80, mm-hmm. <laughs> what would you say are those moments that have been significant for you?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, that, that caused you to have a mindset shift, or caused you to take a change, make change happen, uh, and embrace right. change differently than. Uh, what you maybe had been doing up until that point.
0: I think that's very important. What you just said it causes you to make a shift. And a lot of us go through in very important events in our lives, and we don't—we're numb. We don't even realize they could be important. And for somebody else, they are important. They are life changing. But for so many of us, it can be just another day. I think that's sure. so interesting. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I- yeah, and, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean there's other things
2: like, you know, making a major career change or maybe a, a, a degree change or maybe becoming a mom or becoming a caretaker. You know, there's all kinds of different change that invoke big change in our lives. Yeah. Um and, and it's gonna be different for everyone because here's the reality, we all manage change. Differently, we we have different levels of comfort that we we personally can embrace change. Like I'm a huge change agent, because in that moment I recognize I can't change a thing about this diagnosis, but what I can change is how I'm going to show up every day for those five years. Yeah. And I'm going to live with those. I'm going to make it the best it can be for what we have, the journey we have to, to travel together. Right. And it was that decision, that conscious decision. It's like, okay, I don't feel like doing this today, but you know what? This might be the last day. So I think I'll feel a little better about it with that perspective. Mm, <laughs> right. Yeah. We have yeah. to shift our perspective.
0: Yeah. And that's a big piece of it. Right. Yeah. Well, there's an um, one of the things that uh, you, have mentioned is that part of any change the benefit the really awesome benefit of change and that is what we're talking about here is the rediscovering of who you are because you've yeah. muddled it over your life you know because of all these different influences but inside there's a, there is a knowing and we're giving those gifts just like you were giving one with your mother's passing. And so I I love to see people discover what makes them so special.
2: Yes. Oh, I love this.
0: You have yes. to see that. For sure. Work.
2: And and I bring this up and I think maybe last time we talked, I brought it up. Is that if you if you're curious about how you are unique in this world. I want you to flip your hands over and look at your fingerprints because as mm-hmm. God made you here on this earth, you are the only person in the world on the planet that's gifted with your fingerprints, and you are uniquely made that way. And so this is where comparison can really uh, dim our light and and can really uh, t- steal our dreams.
0: <laughs> right. Because, oh, Indeed. Because it,
2: because it, we start comparing, well if I, my family or my sister-in-law or my brother or whoever, my coworker, my boss, whoever it mm-hmm. is that you're, you're comparing yourself to, I just invite yeah. you to take a shift to stop that behavior, stop that thinking, because you're not like anyone else, and you were never designed to be like anyone else. So whatever journey that you're on and taking for yourself, it's yours to own any way you like. And that's mm. why this vision becomes so important, because if, you, if you're if you living a vision of someone else's life, then you're kind of robbing yourself of the vision for you. That's yeah. important. And it's easy to fall in this trap. A lot of people make comparisons or they find someone else to model after. Now, that's different than what I'm talking about here. Like we we can always have somebody that is where we want to be and we're following them because we're inspired. That's different than comparison. And so it's just so important that we see ourselves as – And I always share this with clients because they'll say, well, I have this idea, and I've thought about this for 25 years or however long, and I just don't know. I just don't know. I don't think anybody's going to care about this. And this is my response. What if you are the only person on the planet that has been gifted that idea? And if you had enough courage to step through it to get to the other side, how many lives might change because of that?
0: Right. Yeah.
2: Who could you impact with your idea? Whatever it is. And Mm -hmm. uh, we have to open up that permission for ourselves to freely explore it without Mm. getting caught in all these traps that we can get caught in. There's like little booby traps all along this path that are going to tell you stories that aren't true.
0: Right. Well, the biggest one, I think, for particularly more women can be also for men. You could tell us better than I can tell you because you work with so many men. Um, Is just that we have this 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 internal fear that we're just not enough to have what is that uniqueness. And it doesn't make sense that we would have that dream if we don't have enough to make the dream come true.
2: Yes. And that's the mindset that we own, right? That's where we're telling ourselves that story. But we can own a different story. Mm -hmm. We can own I am enough, I have mm. what I need. I am grateful for all that I have. And we can start to shift that perspective. And this will be right. more challenging if you're somebody who suffers from things like depression or trauma. These things can be more challenging. And I mm. invite you to get support for those things because those things help heal the past. But as a coach helps you, we support where you're going in the future. So there's a right. very big distinguishment there. But we do have challenges that that creep up on us like that. And right. so we've got, to, we've got to work on, as you said, Joyce, we've got to work on ourselves first. Because until mm-hmm. you can become the best version of yourself for you, you can't become the best mom. You can't become the best wife. You can't become the best worker or the best entrepreneur or business owner or church leader or whatever your calling is.
0: You mm-hmm. have got
2: to come up with the best version of you first for you.
0: Yeah, I like it. I like it, and we're all constantly in, I want to say, redo, transition, change, whatever that word is that feels comfortable with you. It's part of growing. We're always growing to um, change the mindset, to develop the new personality or whatever we're working towards so that we can ultimately get to the end of our our destination get to our destination now you have a wonderful offer to give somebody because you mentioned the importance of gratitude you kind of went over it but we all know that the gratitude is a valuable way of reclaiming and appreciating who and what and why we are here. So tell us about your gratitude journal and, and why you decided to have that as your offer today.
2: Yes, because this it, it kind of points back to self, right? And so a mm-hmm. lot of times clients, we overthink this gratitude thing big time as humans, okay? Mm-hmm. We can be grateful, and this is where I break it down. Like, I am grateful for the next breath I'm taking here with you. Right? Mm-hmm. That's something to yeah. be grateful for because that breath is life-giving. And if mm-hmm. I don't have that breath, it's going to be trouble for me, <laughs> right? Yeah. So we don't have to overthink it. it, it we, I can be grateful because I have heat and it's wintertime. I can be grateful because I woke up this morning and I feel good, right? I don't mm-hmm. have any aches or pains. I mean, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be something big. Even, And I would challenge you to even the simpler things are what are the most important. So it does start with gratitude, and so I do have a free gift that if you haven't had a practice of gratitude journaling, you can um, get a free downloadable gratitude journal by texting the word GET, G-E-T, to 545, and I encourage you as we think about this season that we're in closing out not only the holiday season and the spirit of giving, to be grateful for everything you have in life and make a list like be intentional and write it down what are you really grateful for this year this week, this holiday season this moment <laughs> right yeah you can right. you can go so far with this and here's the thing is that you mentioned Joyce that is so important when we can be grateful for what we have, it's enough. And then mm-hmm. that sense that we were just talking about when we're challenged that we're not enough, when we're mm-hmm. grateful and we know what we're grateful for, we will have that sense of being enough at a higher level. Mm-hmm. And it helps us have more courage to go forward when we can see right. that. It's so super yeah. important. And I yeah. challenge you for those listeners on the call, as Joyce mentioned, we're closing out the year and the decade. Think about all the change that you've endured over this decade or maybe even the last year. You may have had all kinds of transitions or change that perhaps showed up in your life. Mm -hmm. And now is the time to set the intention for how you want to live the next year and the next decade. Yeah. By, by bringing that intention in, you can do that through the gratitude journaling. Who are you grateful for in your life? Who's in this? And this can be from any time span, right? You don't have to limit it to right now. It's like, like for me, who yeah. I teacher, teachers have had a profound impact on my life. And mm-hmm. so I think about all the teachers I can celebrate, you know, Mrs. <laughs> you know, uh, Bradshaw. <laughs> Mrs. Murphy you know, my, in the fourth grade. No, That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Bradshaw who taught me the gifts of speaking. Right. Or Mrs. <laughs> Barnett who taught me art and how to put perspective into play. Um, yeah. There's all these things that I think about when it comes to gratitude. So it could be just grateful that you know how to cook. Or that you can get along with your family today or that you're a good mom or whatever it may be for you. But you can find something to be grateful for. And I challenge you to make that list uh, and use the journal, right, that is available to you. But come up with 20 things or 30 things or keep writing until you can't write any more thought about what you're grateful for. And (sighs) you will be shocked at what's on the list and how many things you can come up with.
0: Right. Well, I'd like to sort of interject this, too, because this is something that I heard about the being grateful. And sometimes we think of only the good things, you know, only the happy things. And I think it's sometimes very valuable to look at the things that we did not like in our life, such as construction that has to be done or a, a, yes, even as horrible as this city is the car accident um, or something like that, but then ask after that what did I learn from this? What came out of this? The growth potential of, so it's kind of seeing gratitude in that this kind of sad or uncomfortable thing happened, but it Took me into developing more of myself, into understanding who I was, into finding value in even some of the saddest or inconvenient places. Like your story, it gave you great growth and changed your life. Oh, yes.
2: It it truly did. And I am grateful for that moment. I'm sorry for the loss that we had to experience. Oh, definitely. The lessons in my life that have come from that one thing have been thousands of lessons.
0: Yes, I know. Oh, my gosh, we would never have met. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's
2: so true. And, and it's so interesting that you bring that up, too, because lately I've really been focused on kind of the weave of my life and all of the stories, uh-huh. not just that one moment. But there's, like we said, many defining moments and stories. But where were those things that stand out to you in life and how can you connect them? How can you take those and connect them to where you're going and yes. why it was important?
0: Yeah, it's just so much hidden in some of the pains and sorrows that we go through, as well as the happy moments, you know, that sure. are just so happy, happy. We celebrated my son's birthday, who who I adopted. We adopted him uh, as a newborn, and I was sharing how wonderful it was last night at dinner, <laughs> you know, because his, his transition of being given up for adoption uh, – can be very difficult for a, a child that goes through adoption. But, again, there are so many wonderful things that happen on the other side. It's just a story that keeps going and unfolding. And I was so happy to be sitting there with him and his sister <laughs>
2: Yes. And I love that you bring that perspective, right? Because as we share and open up about these things with others, mm-hmm. um, Different people have different perspectives on the same situation, how it profoundly might have impacted them, but in a different way. And right. so this gratitude conversation is a great one to have because yes. you're going to start to see things that didn't – like I'll give you a simple example. Um, I've been posting this month so far about things that just to bring the spirit of the season in the right context. And right. so my niece made this little – clanky janky Christmas ornament when she was about three or four years old and so it's about 27 years old now and it's made out of star foam and glitter and those uh, (laughs) felt pipe cleaners so you can imagine that this thing looks a little bit gnarly at this point right Um, (laughs) but I posted about how when I put my tree up every year that that ornament always like kind of brings me to a place of just gratitude that some little child thought of me and made this ornament at a time in her life where you know, she was being creative and, and limitless. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. And uh, I post that, and every year she says, oh, my gosh, I'm going to make you a new ornament because that one has way seen its time. Oh, but no, it's it, it would be the it's, same. <laughs> <laughs> it's what it stands for to me that makes the difference, right, that moment oh, of gratitude. Yeah. That this little yeah. probably dollar worth of materials and 27 years later worth of memories that brings a big smile to my heart and face every year. It's what makes. It's the stuff that really makes us feel grateful, right? That we I had somebody in my life that thought of me and gave me that thing. But it's little thing. It's the little things, right, that make up life. Yes,
0: and we have to be aware of them. Yeah. Uh, I have one question about your free gift. So we just put "get" in the text, and then we send it to three four five four five. Yes. You know how techie I am. (laughs) (laughs)
2: I have to get this
0: very clear
2: (laughs) Yes That's all you have to do Is you know Use that number 34545 Text the word G-E-T And then it'll prompt you uh, That it it went through And you'll follow a series of things And you'll It'll get it to you Um, But yeah It's available And it's a You know It's a nice comprehensive journal If you haven't thought about it It might prompt you With some uh, questions Or quotes It just might inspire you forward And I encourage you To take advantage of that
0: Awesome So, uh, in the short minute that we have left, uh, sum up your 2020, (laughs) what's new? What's one thing you're doing new next year?
2: Well, I think I've moved to a new level of accountability of my dreams and making them bigger, reaching bigger, um, because I've been able to accomplish a whole lot, uh, but Mm -hmm. I think for me, it's like okay, let's stop playing small, and let's really go for it. So that's yeah. the
0: theme. That's a good one. That's a good one. We all get comfortable, and we just stay there. So Yes. Well, I so appreciate all the wonderful discussion we have had today, the great ideas and thoughts that you have uh, shared with us. You are indeed a wonderful friend, and I know a great coach for those that come to you for support and guidance so I uh I just love that we got to have this time yes me too thank you so much and I again
2: it's very timely and great conversation to be reminded of for me but also Uh just the journey right I'm grateful Uh again for you and the journey that we've had together and I know there's years to go oh me (laughs) too we're
0: keeping on (laughs) so I thank you very much to all my listeners out there for being here. I want you to share Michelle's, a conversation with me today send it to other friends so that they can pick up on the importance of putting a vision to your life michelle's been very clear about the importance of recognizing who you are getting clear about who you are and taking steps toward that destination and it is the destination we're going to but there are baby steps to get there so thank yeah. you for being here till next week I look forward to our time.
1: Joyce Buford returns next week at the same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving the support they need through their transitions and are able to reclaim their true purpose with confidence. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at JoyceBufordEmpowers.com.